0: The following podcast is a part of the Spin Studio Network. Hi guys, and welcome back. It has certainly been a hot minute since I have been in the studio. Now, today I may be talking about topics that are triggering to you. And if that is the case, please see the show notes for further information of where you can seek support. Now today is You U OK? Day and quite relevant to the topic that I want to discuss and talk about and it kind of happened really organically over the last week where if you're going through something in your life or you've got so many personal things happening, people that you perhaps haven't spoken to for a very long time may reach out to you or send you a text message just saying that they're thinking of you or... Perhaps they're you're they're, they're more in their thoughts. And why does it take for you to understand what somebody else is going through for us to be kind or compassionate or have empathy of the other person? And I think given that it is Are You Okay Day, it's so important to have these conversations. Now, Are You Okay Day can sometimes be triggering for people because it feels like it's just one day that their friends are checking in on them where they're asking, Are You Okay? Now, within my platforms, I know that personally I have... Women who are suffering in DV relationships, and perhaps they are uh, going home each night, living in fear and incredibly scared. And if we actually knew the situations that they were walking back home to, how would we treat them? And then, if you look at that as a wider scale, if we walked past somebody in the street, Every single day we walk past so many strangers, right? You walk past somebody in the street and you actually knew that that was the circumstances that they were living or they were going home to a situation where their safety was always put um, on the back burner or they were always feeling like they were living in fear. How would you treat that individual? And if your genuine answer within yourself is that you would treat them differently, perhaps this is the perfect time to actually have a little bit of a wake-up call in the way that we do treat individuals and every single person that we come across each and every day. And just a simple tiny bit of kindness towards strangers can make all the difference in empowering someone to feel like they're not perhaps stuck in a situation that's not ideal. Now the other thing in relation to this topic and how this kind of came about is personally, I have been going through some massive health issues and I do want to go into um, a little bit more detail on what kind of, well, can of worms it has opened up on socials um, and how that's kind of reflected in how this conversation started. And I guess for me, I posted on social media that the last three to four months I've been in and out of hospital having so many different tests. And I heard from people that I have not heard from for years, right? And not only that, it was also the fact that for me, I'd actually been living this for three to four months in and out of hospital, especially over the last two to three months. And the sheer volume of, I guess, brain fog that I have experienced of debilitating, of not being able to think about anything else while waiting for my next test or next diagnosis or what's to come was so hard to get on with work or everyday life. So I can't imagine how many other people are in my situation or circumstances and how it might feel for them also knowing that people only care if something's wrong. And I read a quote and it was, I'm I'm hoping that I don't stuff this up because I'm just flying blind on today's episode. And the quote was something along the lines of give people flowers whilst they're still alive. And, you know, give people their flowers whilst they're still alive. And I just loved that because why is it that we wait until somebody's passed away to show our appreciation or give them a tribute or tell them how much they mean to us? And it really is that matter of showing every single person that you care about how much they mean to you every single day, not just on a day like are you okay day or if something's wrong or they have an illness. So that's my big, big message that I would love to drill in on today. Now, before we get into a bit further of today's topic, I posted on my stories book recommendations. Now, what I always would previously do on the podcast is share uh, my favourite books that I was reading each week. And in 2019, I set myself a goal where I was doing a book a week. Life at the moment, that is not a priority and I'm definitely not doing a book a week. But the book that I did share and that I was recommended um, by a follower and I'm so grateful for and it's kind of got me back into my um, reading again was so incredible. But what I actually found was that I was reading four books at the same time and I wasn't really loving any of them. And then I picked this book up and finally like got back into my groove and fell back in love with it. So this book is called you only fall in love three times. And it's very powerful for me because it was kind of like that whole thing. I'll give you a little bit of a summary. It might not resonate with you, but it resonated really well with me. So it kind of had um, three different uh, relationships, I guess. One was the soulmate where it's like the dream of love. Um, then like the consumed, um, painful love. And then the twin flame where it comes into our life and we just don't even know that it's love because it's just so easy. And that book was absolutely beautiful. So then I reshared that back onto my, uh, socials and I had so many other recommendations and some of them are really powerful books that I don't think I've shared previously. Now I'm going to read out some of these titles because I think they'll really help, um, some of you as well. Love Your Enemies has helped me change and heal for the better. So I don't actually know the author's name for that one. Anything, Colleen Hoover. Now, there's about five different recommendations for that. Owning It by Brad Smeal. How to do the work we've already had. Attached, we've already had. Just finished It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover. Yeah, okay. So everything to do with Colleen Hoover. Um, Now, I also would love to hear what you are reading in the Flourish and Fulfilled Facebook group as well because for me, that's how I get my best book recommendations because sometimes new releases are not ones that are books that I haven't read before and every time I find a new bookstore, I'm always the first to jump in there and see if there's anything in there that perhaps was an old release that I haven't been able to get my hands on. So, that is my book recommendation for the week. Now, further to what I was saying before in relation to me having health issues. So, I've been, I guess, so I had a lump in my stomach, I'm going to say four months ago and I went to the doctor and I kind of, it was on par with another health concern that I was having at the time. Um, and I went and had an ultrasound and it was, it wasn't dismissed, but it was definitely put down to the other thing that was happening with my body. So for me, I was kind of like, oh, it'll go away naturally. It'll go away. Then I went overseas and it got bigger Right? And it kept getting bigger. And then my stomach, it started to protrude. Wow. Obviously, I can't say that word with my Invisalign in, um, out enough for people to recognize. And so when everyone kept asking me if I was pregnant, I was like, oh, I really got to do something about this. This is, is probably not a good thing. Now, this is where I really want to stress that if you were somebody who is similar to myself, of being super capable and never wanting to be down and just like getting on with life. When I went into the doctor, she said to me, do you have any family history? And again, trigger warning here, if, this, if there's anything in today's episode that is um, potentially upsetting for you, please reach out. I really, really, really want to make note of that. Um, and she said to me, is there any family history of bowel cancer? And I was like, yeah, both my mom and my dad's side. And she was like, well, why wouldn't you have told me that? And I was like, I didn't know I had to. And I guess this is that whole thing, right, of what do we – even know and where's the education in relation to things like this. So this was something that I became very quickly aware of is that given uh, I have direct family history of bowel cancer on both sides, I would have already been put in for yearly colonoscopies. In America, sorry. Um, so in America I would have already been put in for yearly colonoscopies. And what she was saying to me is that in Australia is that the services are just not available to us, so that's not a recommendation or a guideline here. So very, very, very scary. Now when I first mentioned this to her and I'm absolutely mortified that I'm talking about this and I shouldn't be mortified because this is exactly the opposite of what I'm trying to do here is that I had a um, direct correlating symptom. Now this symptom for me was nerve pain so bad shooting up my bum and it would be like it would be so, so painful and so debilitating at night. It would wake me up and I would go and I would lay in the shower floor and just cry because it was that painful and something that I would never want anyone to know. So the only person that I ever told was Andrew. And like just so painful. I'd wake up in the middle of the night, that would happen. And when I told my doctor, she was like, we have to do a colonoscopy. I was like, absolutely not. There is not one part of me that is letting a doctor do that to me. Like, I'm so sorry, I'm not doing that. And so she was just like, "Sorry, like, we really need to. And this was months ago. This was like five months ago. And at that point in time, I was like, nah, like, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't want to go down that path. Like, is there another option? She was like, well, we can monitor it. We can do these other tests. So that was my decision that I made um, back five, six months ago. Stupid me. And definitely after going through the amount of stuff that I've gone through now would have definitely <laughs> opted to have that back then and so I guess today if there's anything that you take home from this it is please talk to your doctor about any symptoms that you might be having now these symptoms um, again for me were very uh, I, I had I have all the symptoms so I have blood in my poo I have nerve pain shooting up my bum um, I have a lump in my stomach, I have a swollen swollen stomach um, I have family history and I had all these all these signs right? So I was admitted straight away into hospital um, and I did the PICO prep thinking that potentially I would have uh, the lump, um, like it would decrease in size and it didn't happen. So anyway, long story just to get to the point that I'm trying to make is that the colonoscopy itself was not, um, not as horrific as what I had made it up in my mind. And the more that I'm bringing awareness to this, the more that people are able to share with me which is huge right so the amount of people that are actually saying to me now oh my goodness I have that or this happens to me or yes I've got family history I'm like wow okay so this is a conversation we actually need to be having because I thought I was the only one who had ever experienced any of these symptoms or had pain like this and it was really isolating and so embarrassing now, since having these, this conversation and all of these tests and things happen, there's been so many people, like, I cannot tell you how many people have reached out to me and been like, oh my goodness, thanks so much! like, I didn't realise, or this has happened for me, sharing their stories. Now, alongside this, I then also um, have cervix, ovaries, and fallopian tube um, issues. Now, I'm, I'm saying issues because at the point of recording of this, my diagnosis is still unknown um, and I've just had biopsies and things like that. So I don't really have much more detail other than the fact that I'm a pincushion at the moment and I'm in and out of tests. Um, now, the colonoscopy itself was not the worst one. The CT scan with the dye that makes you feel like you're wetting yourself but you're not wetting yourself was probably worse, um, which is bizarre because you're under a um, general for the colonoscopy and you wake up and it's just like... Yeah, not that was not the worst part. The worst part was definitely the CT scan. So, by the time I shared on my stories that I had been in and out of tests and having so many different issues, and I had a lump in my stomach, the DMs started to flood. Now, I'm not talking hundreds, I am talking thousands, like astronomical volumes of women. And I just could not, I've shared a couple with their faces cut out, um, but I cannot even begin to imagine the amount of women who have been through similar, who have never even told anyone because they're so embarrassed. So I have one lady's story here. She has Crohn's and endometriosis side by side. So Crohn's disease um, is what they potentially could uh, rule out as mine. Now she has shared her story with me which is so brave I'm not going to share her name or anything like that as she's asked me not to and this is exactly her words I have kept all of this off of social media too as I feel that people have treated me a lot different I know that a lot of people that I am not close with would treat me with more kindness than what they would otherwise I feel like this is also my way of being able to see if people are true in their colors I have a major operation to repair and mesh my hernias and untwist my bowel obstruction mine is Crohn's and endometriosis now, she, have sh- she shared with me her scars as well as her lump. And I think th- the other thing as well, for people who have seen my lump, it's not bloating, right? So it's a hard lump that I can maneuver around as if it's like a tennis ball on my left quadrant, left lower quadrant of my stomach, if that even makes sense. Um, it's definitely not bloating. I have h- hundreds like, of stories similar to this. Um, now I will share a few because it is just been the same sort of thing. Uh, after four kids, including my twins, my bowel and periods were never the same ever again. I thought that it was normal to experience this level of pain and discomfort. Luckily we have private health and didn't have any wait times. I'm now six weeks post hysterectomy and removal of bowel nodules. I'm actually feeling really great. My sister-in-law is actually going through the same thing, but she doesn't have private health. Her wait period is three years. She's still been waiting. I'm feeling lucky, but also wish the conversation around women's health was being able to be brought up and acceptable, not fobbed off. Now, when we talk about the wait list, the reason that she mentioned that is because of this story here. I discovered an ovarian cyst that was 19 centimetres while travelling in Italy. I'd been travelling through Europe for eight months and at the time, I thought it was a lifestyle thing and imbalances. By the time I found out it was too late and I had to have major surgery whilst over there. It was a three-month stay and all sorts of tests requiring me to be able to leave before I was in the all clear. The Italian medical system was amazing though. And I came back to Australia and started to get. And then what she went on to say was that she, w- she basically got put into the public system and they didn't diagnose her. She went, so she went back to Italy just to have the surgery. Now, this is what I am seeing a huge, huge, um, overwhelming response to is that the amount of women who are on wait lists for tests, number one, and that have had hysterectomies, number two, is huge. I don't have any answers here. It's more the fact that I'm wanting my podcast to bring awareness to this conversation and that you never feel the way that I felt being so mortified that I was having these symptoms while... I kind of feel like the only other person that I had really spoken to is actually um, also a fitness girl. I won't mention any names. She can share her own story. Was that it was, it was kind of like no one would talk about their bowel movements. No one would talk about any nerve damage or uh, anything to do with women's health. I know there's been a little bit of conversations in relation to endometriosis and things like that, but I just feel like there needs to be so many more conversations had. And given the amount of women that have reached out to me, I don't even know where we start, so I will definitely make sure that I personally bring on more guests um, to share their stories, but also as well encourage these conversations within the Flourish and Fulfilled group as I had to stop opening DMs. Here is another one that I did receive. This is incredibly triggering for me. Last year, I found out that I had a fibroid in my uterus and a cyst on one of my ovaries. Long story short, I ignored a lot of the symptoms, putting them down to just being a simple female, as this is what the GPs continuously told me. Once it began to protrude out of my stomach, that's what made me go back to the GP and push further. I'm only a size six and I could barely fit into a size 12 based on the fact that at the end of the month, I had a 10 centimetre lump. I went to a gynecologist and was told straight up that it is so big that I needed a full hysterectomy. I hadn't even had kids yet. I now have private health and have been on a wait list since... June to November before I can have surgery. I was lucky that it was non-cancerous, but I have been left with a full hysterectomy and not able to have children. I'm absolutely crushed by this and the ability to be able to have this conversation will really make a big difference as this entirely had a marriage breakdown cause and effect for me. Um, she also goes on to say that she had to put her brave face on while going to work, while having all of the fact that she was having to come to terms with the fact she couldn't have children. She uh, was on wait lists and she didn't know the fact that we are very, very right. We don't know somebody else's private battles. Now, I hope that that gives you a sense of the amount of DMs that I am getting because I cannot even slightly share how many I am getting. Now, I want to share something that is so fucking woo-woo and I need you just to like bear with me for a minute. So in 2019, for those that have been following me for a little while, I had really bad skin. Really, really, really bad skin. Now, I um, tried everything under the sun and was trying everything under the sun. And I remember seeing my beautiful eyebrow girl, Sammy, down in Byron, and the owner of the clinic walked in and was like, oh, You should go and see my naturopath, but I don't know if she's taking on new clients. And I was be like, what? What are you talking about? And she goes, I'll give her your number, and if she answers, like she answers. And I was a bit like, okay. And I was so desperate, so desperate. So I rang her, and she didn't answer. And then I rang her again, and she didn't answer. And then a week went past, and I rang her again, and she was like, look you can come between this time and this time. And I was like, well, okay. So I went to this house in the back streets. I won't say the suburb. And I know that she'll probably end up listening to this and I'm sorry. And I'm sorry that we broke up, but just wait guys, just wait. So I rock up to this house and I go through this secret garden back entrance and there's a lady there and she's like, okay, come through. And I was like, okay. And she goes, now I want you to write a letter to me with all of the... um, No, it's actually before I got there. This is what she said in the text message. This is why I was even more scared. Write me a letter. And on one side, I want you to write a timeline of every single medical thing that's ever happened to you in the age. And on the other side, I want you to write a timeline of every uh, event in your life, not medical, on the other side. And I want you to put it in an envelope for me and seal it. And I was like okay, I can do that. Like you're so weird, but I can do that. And I was very honest and I didn't write certain events. I wrote like triggering event, right? So I wrote like 14 dash triggering event. That's what I wrote. Put it into an envelope. She, I get, I get taken through to her secret garden house and I walk through and she sits me down and she does iridology. Now this is the study of the eyes. So the eyes are essentially the gateway to our soul and our body. Now she takes photos in these intense eye things, and she puts them on the screen. At this point, she had not looked at my letter. Then it gets weirder. She says to me to take my clothes off and to hop in the sauna. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know. Like I'll put a reflection how how dodgy and how dangerous this is. I hop in this sauna with this lady naked, and she sits in there with me. She's about fifty five. sits in there with me, and she watches where my body starts to sweat from first right? Then she gets me out of the sauna and puts me in a cold shower and puts me back in the sauna and does it, does it again and again, three or four times. Then she lays me down, she looks over my body and she sits in front of me and she goes, okay, how badly do you want your skin to heal? And I said, pretty badly. It's really like, really, I'm making myself conscious. I, I talk with my hands over my face and she goes, okay, um, I can tell you and I'll just write it down on a piece of paper, step by step, every event that's ever happened in your life. And this is why I'm like, if, if somebody else was telling me this, I'd be like, bullshit. Um, piece of paper. She writes down this age, this age, this age, this age, this age. And she hands it back to me. And she goes, this is a game that I play with myself to make sure that I'm always keeping on my toes and not, so that I can gain reassurance and confidence in the other person. I open my letter and her letter is exactly the same in relation to big, massive events in my life. I was like, what the heck? Like, who are you and where, why am I? Like, this is so, so bizarre. Anyway, she had future predicted that I would get a lump if I didn't follow through with her protocols in this exact date and this exact time. So crazy. I haven't even called her to tell her because it's a bit like that whole I told you so thing. Um, and I will f- I'll will finish up this story with what actually happened. But essentially uh, she did a bowel cleanse However, her bowel cleanses uh, last for three months. And when I say I broke up with her, I mentally couldn't do it. For three months, I could barely leave my home. I had to prioritise going to the bathroom, which for me has always been a presenting problem, Um, which again has meant that I've literally hung on to my shit. And metaphorically and physically has presented in health problems. So very interesting way in which she does that. Very woo woo. Uh, but I did mention it on my stories and I knew that a lot of people wanted me to go a little bit further into that. So that explains my hippie naturopath story uh, of her predicting what would happen and it kind of coming true. So very, 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 um, very crazy that story. And I yeah, we'll definitely reach out to her and let her know that her prediction was spot on because I think that she'd actually really love that and appreciate that. All right, guys, I'm going to finish up there, but I would love to hear some more stories rather than my DMs. So can we please, please, please take the conversation to the closed Facebook group? It is just flourish and fulfilled community. Just request it. Um, access is for everybody, and I'd love to be able to have those conversations over there. I had one lady reach out to me that I would love to get onto the podcast. So if you believe that your story could help other women or help inspire other women uh, or want to be a pillar to be able to raise your voice, I am so, so happy to hear from you and would really love for you to reach Out Uh, And again, yeah, it's, it's absolutely crazy to think that something that is very common that a lot of people are going through is not spoken about. And imagine if you actually knew that somebody was perhaps going in a hospital after you saw them for coffee or that they were struggling with that and how you would treat them. I think it's a really, really powerful conversation to have and especially with Are You U OK? Day being every day. Really think that in the forefront of your mind and I hope to continue the conversation in the closed Facebook group which is, again, flourish and fulfilled community. Bye, guys.